For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. You're listening to Daybreak. Over 50% of the student body has resided on or near campus for the past month and a half. In that time, the university testing program has been in full swing. But what happens to students if they test positive for the coronavirus? Last week, we talked to Malcolm Blinder, a member of the class of 2022 who had that misfortune to find out. It's Sunday, February 28th. Malcolm is a member of the class of 2022, originally from Massachusetts, who, like most students, was excited to hear that he would be invited back to campus this spring. Malcolm had been living off campus for the fall with a few friends and decided to continue his living arrangement this term. Malcolm and his three roommates all decided to opt in to the university's testing protocol. This meant that they would partake in Princeton's testing program, which tests students approximately twice a week. They also would need to abide by the regulations set out in the social contract. As a plus, they would have access to university buildings, including libraries and certain classrooms. But a few weeks into the semester, Malcolm found out one of his roommates had tested positive for the coronavirus. We were like quarantining in our house, like we were wearing masks inside and all of that. Then um, on Thursday, we went and we all got rapid tested at Makosh. And we kind of had an idea that at least some of us might be positive. So we all like brought a bag of like stuff with us in case we had to move into the university housing because we knew that was an option. Out of that group, Malcolm was the only to test positive for coronavirus. After learning of his positive test result, a nurse brought Malcolm to a room in Makosh Health Center, where he waited for about 40 minutes to find out what would happen next. Honestly, I was pretty much just staring at the wall. In the waiting room, Malcolm at least had some time to reflect. Testing positive, like we live in a pandemic, it's always a possibility. But I feel like especially like people, like young people our age, we're kind of invincible. We kind of think nothing's going to happen to us. So it was just surreal. Like it was just weird. I was like, how? I couldn't really fathom that it was happening. Like it still kind of felt like a bad dream. Finally, the nurse came back and told Malcolm he would be moving into the isolation dorms in 1967 Hall, a part of Butler College. A PSAFE officer then picked him up from the health center and drove him down campus. Upon arrival, Malcolm walked into his new home for the next 10 days. When I talked to him last week, he was still there. The room was a quad with its own bathroom, stocked with some face masks, cleaning supplies, and basic bedding. It was like a really weird and unnerving process. Like it really felt like I was in like a pandemic movie or something, which I guess we kind of are. After settling into life in isolation, Malcolm quickly adjusted to the new COVID protocols. For starters, he learned that the testing situation is far different. So I'm not getting tested at all. And actually, even when I get out, um, I'm going to be exempt for testing for 90 days because the, like, the antibodies will remain. And so I'm going to test positive for like three months. Um, I do have a nurse that emails me every day to check in with my symptoms. And I've gotten so many phone calls from the university, the state of New Jersey. Like the first day I was literally just on my phone 24 seven with people calling. Um, so I, I do feel like I'm being monitored, I would say a fair bit. 
Another thing on Malcolm's daily activities list was picking up his meals. It's kind of weird, actually. They drop off food for us twice a day. So they give us uh, lunch at like 12 and then dinner at like five. And there's just these brown paper bags and they put them in the stairwell. They're not even like allowed to drop it at our door. Other than checking in with nurses, going to pick up his food, and working on homework, to Malcolm, the days all started to feel pretty monotonous. And early on in his 10-day quarantine, loneliness started to take over. Yeah, I mean, how could you not be lonely? Um, I'm definitely going a little stir-crazy in here. Especially, like, it was my birthday the day after, and then it was Valentine's Day, so those two, like, back-to-back hit a little for sure. Just being able to be connected virtually, like, with my friends really, really is so nice. And, like, when I'm on with them, I'm able to really forget that I'm here. But there's no escaping the fact that, like, when I end the Zoom call, like, when I, when I get off and, like, I go work or whatever, I'm just sitting here alone. And that is, like, a very, it's a harsh reality that, that creeps up on me. To fend off the loneliness, Malcolm was grateful he remembered one crucial item in his packed bag. Luckily, I was able to bring my PlayStation with me, so I've been, I've been gaming with friends, which has been actually really nice to get some contact with friends and being, like, just being able to talk to people. Malcolm ended up being extremely lucky. He was relatively asymptomatic. He only experienced mild, cold-like symptoms. He spent his days in isolation, playing video games, going to class, and trying to connect with friends virtually. But sometimes he found himself staring at the wall, just waiting around for the isolation period to be over. While reflecting in quarantine, Malcolm has some advice for the rest of the Princeton student body on campus. So first thing I would say, just stay safe. Um, don't do anything crazy. If you are in the same situation as me and like one of your housemates or like close friends test positive, try not to worry too much. Like it's really easy to stress yourself out so much. In addition to staying socially distanced and trying to remain calm, Malcolm also recommended for anyone who might be at risk of testing positive, make sure to think ahead. Although he remembered to bring his PlayStation with him in isolation, he did forget one item, which made doing his schoolwork a little tricky. Like, because I've definitely forgotten a couple things. Like, I didn't bring a pen with me. So, <laughs> like, there's, there's just some basic things that are really easy to forget. So, if you are kind of going into the isolation, think really, really hard about what you might need. Ten days is shorter than you think, but also longer than you think. Overall, Malcolm felt grateful to be healthy and to the university for doing its best to keep him and his friends safe. I would honestly say that it has not been as bad as I thought. Like I, I went into this with like a really negative outlook on, on what it would be like. Um, but the university really tries to make this not like a bad situation for you. Having a nurse check up on me is pretty reassuring. The room is actually really nice. But yeah, I would say just try not to overstress yourself. Like if, if things are going to happen, they'll happen. Um, just kind of relax a little go with the flow and hopefully it'll all work out. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was produced under the 145th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 22. 
For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Francesca Block. Have a wonderful day.